Hello and welcome to the Deep Overstock Fiction Podcast. Today we are celebrating issue 20, Early Childhood. We will have four poems today, one by Nicholas Yandel, one by John Delaney, James B. Nicola, Arnold B. Cabdriver. First, here's Something Worth Savoring by Nicholas Yandel. My earliest memory, I was maybe two or three, on a beach in Mazatlan with an assortment of family. A long stone staircase, thin and winding, ascended the beach, disappeared in the city. At the top of the stairs was an ice cream shop I longed to visit, but hated climbing the myriad of steps. The trek was daunting, and I was tired. I could have begged my parents to take me back to the close-by hotel, but that didn't happen. I wouldn't let myself give in, despite my reservations. Even then, I somehow knew that one must experience the unpleasant to gain the rewards they seek. As we ascended that staircase, step by step, I kept picturing the ice cream hitting my tongue. My legs hurt and I grew fatigued, but the envisioned flavors became more vivid, my motivation expanded, my imagination prospered. By the time I reached the ice cream shop, receiving my scoop of chocolate something, the taste sensations did not disappoint, but they were merely part of the reward. Relief at finally arriving, culmination of the journey, realization of an active imagination, accomplishment of using willpower to overcome physical resistance. A strangely fitting first core memory, visceral repetition of stairs I kept on climbing, holding back tears of pain. No doubt on that day, I developed the tendency to force myself onward, whether I should continue or not, to attack the natural reactions, mold them with the expectations that I can do and be whatever my mind envisions. This has certainly helped me prosper, but has caused some crash and burns, forced with scrapes and bruises into hazardous vessels of misinformed design nearing realms of destruction. These side effects of self-determination, a battle of the mind versus the body mediated by a frantic heart, violent reactions to inevitable failures, breeding invasive self-censure nested in a human form just beginning its time. There are days when I want to return to that staircase, find that child of me before he ascends all those steps so determinedly and give him some balance. Tell him that sometimes the pain isn't worth it, The failing isn't always the worst thing. Life isn't about beating oneself into submission. Because ultimately, I'm not saying that the ice cream wasn't pleasing. It was sweet and satisfying. But it's also okay to accept that maybe the reward isn't always worth it. A lifetime of scaling that long mental staircase may never be enough to perceive with clarity that perhaps my body is way more in touch with reality than I could ever imagine it being. Flaws of perception may bring misdirection, but an acceptance of one's true abilities, oneself and actuality, this choice of all the journeys may be the surest path to a lasting peace. And that's certainly something that's well worth savoring. 
Now here's Newborn by John Delaney. Newborn by John Delaney. Test. Positive. The test tube test was taken this morning. Result. A rust-colored donut-shaped ring. That such a means should bring first proof of you suggests the magic of this fragile life. A slight of love that makes the wish come true. Yet pride insists we make a full disclosure. You were the best laid scheme of man and wife. In mind and body, consummate pleasure. Twice conceived. Eight months from now, your crying will prove this was no trick our bodies play. After a year and a half of trying the random ritual, the contrived act, imagine our delight to learn today. You're no longer an idea, but a fact. Do, daughter or son, wrapped in your survival sack, don't get the wrong idea. That's not the world, though you're in striking range of it. Cramped, curled, camped like a soldier in his bivouac. No doubt you don't know what you're fighting for. And powerless, your infantry can't stay the forces that are gathering. Your choice was made for you, but you can win this war. Because you have staunch allies in the fray who will not rest until they hear your voice cry its victory. If worse comes to worst... Freedom will bring pain, some shell-shock trouble. Meanwhile, mom's belly grows like a bubble, where all you know of life is due to burst. Touching Down Described in books as stages, labor blasts off from the pages like a rocket shuttling to outer space. But reading didn't prepare me for the liftoff I got at your birth when you emerged headfirst like an astronaut on a spacewalk. The new world look of your worried face, the rubbery cord slipping out, your breathless cough lost in the gobbledygook of us aliens. Mom became the earth where you landed my hands, the gravity that caught and carried you there in her cosmic cap and antiseptic garb. The midwife monitored our flawless mission. Later, tucked in the orbit of her arms, wrapped in a towel, you beamed from your first nap, a trace of a smile. Just enough to admit the welcome greetings we were whispering you heard. Baby's Room The crib's padded cell cradles its felon. Above the mobile fates of Mother Goose circle to the tune of Brahms' lullaby. On the wall in pastels of lime and lemon, playfully squeezed of all bestial juice, the peaceable kingdom stretches to the sky. The drafting table in the corner charms disasters, for on its horizontal plane all soiled plans are cleaned and put behind, and rearing on its rug with open arms, a restless rocker reaches out to reign in doubts that rouse the wrath of infant mind. Changed here and comforted, enticed to nurse and sleep, baby basks in love's universe. Now the spider has devoured by James B. Nicola. The spider has devoured by James B. Nicola. The spider has devoured every curd, 
and Muffets started fading fast away. Rudolph's requisitioned to the herd, and Chicken Little's left with too little left to say. The wind once in the willows has stopped blowing. The phantom tollbooth's toll is way too high. Naughty puppets' noses have stopped growing. A chicken little stopped even searching for the sky. The Cheshire cat has lost the Cheshire smile. And Puss in Boots goes barefoot as a pup. Hare now beats out tortoise by a mile. And Chicken Little looks like he isn't looking up. The little lamb will not be seen with Mary. The fox is sick and tired of the stork. Cockle shells have growled with Miss Contrary. And all three little pigs have been cured and sold as pork, while all that's left of littles turned to tenders. Our wing-eared Dumbo has nowhere to fly. Sky itself has fallen like the embers of all the glistening towers that towered in the sky. And now... My Son with the Twitchy Asshole by Arnold B. Cabdriver. My Son with the Twitchy Asshole by Arnold B. Cabdriver. We take him to the doctor. What do you want on your face? said the nurse. Godzilla, he said. She painted his face like Godzilla. Roar, he said. Hello, Godzilla, I said. They plugged his brain into a machine at the hospital. They called it the big brain. They filled his head up with red and green wires. Son, are you in there? I said. Where is he? Who's got my son? Who took my son? The big brain beeped. My son threw his arms. I surrender, he said. Don't move, said the doctor. Right on, doctor, said my son. Who's this? said the nurse. Who, me? I said. Oh, him, I said. That's Godzilla. Roar, she said. Roar, said my son. The nurse smoothed his hair through the wires. The big brain made a buzz. Son, what's your status, I said. What's your frequency, boy? He was white where he should be red and red where he should be white. What's wrong with him, I said. We consulted a long paper printing from a slot. The nurse gathered it up and showed me. Red little lines, green little lines. These little lines, she said. Green, she said. A-okay. Red, she said. She left the room. The doctor disregarded the reading. He put his ear to the big brain and whacked it. The boy wiggled. You're all right, son. You're coming in just fine. I asked the doctor. I mean, is he emotionally disturbed, doctor? I said to my son, should we put him down? The doctor turned around finally to face us. He took off his gloves. You've been listening to the Deep Overstock Fiction Podcast. If you like literary podcasts, be sure to check out The Poet Heroic, a poetry podcast and small press publishing house founded by Timothy Arliss O'Brien. They are currently in their fourth season and open for submissions. They celebrate writers and uphold the belief that anyone 
can be a poet. Find Poet Heroic on Spotify and other podcast hosts. <laughs>